You're listening to the Cars of Carlisle Network, podcast episode number 104. BJ Becker, Becker's Garage, one stop engine shop. Cars of Carlisle is your favorite internationally downloaded podcast about all things automotive. Darren and his CFC team are ever searching for interesting automotive happenings, real stories about real car people, and fun features to inform and entertain you. Each week, the Cars of Carlisle crew brings you show topics ranging from car shows to team adventures to auto racing weekends to behind-the-scenes human interest stories from car nuts that live across town, across the country, or even across the globe. Come join the road trip. Today, join Darren as he speaks with BJ Becker, owner of a top-notch ASE-certified garage in Shippensburg, Pennsylvania. What separates Becker's garage from the rest is BJ's lifelong passion for transforming worthless, broken equipment into exceptional machinery. At the early age of 12, BJ was buying and wrenching on trucks and cars, honing his mechanical talents. By the age of 14, he had skillfully rebuilt his first Chevy small block. Now, after decades in the automotive mechanical industry, BJ has grown his business through loyal customers, expertise, and well-earned trust. Journey with your CFC friends as we talk shop with a guy who, among his many automotive skills, can overhaul an LS engine with the very best of them. It's time to head back west to Shippensburg. So, let's get revved up! Hello and welcome back to your favorite informative automotive podcast. I am your trusted host, Darren, and this is episode 104. As you heard, we're going to be talking to BJ Becker, and he is the guy who took care of my 427 last spring. A big thank you to you, BJ, for all that you've done with that and continue to take care of that car whenever I need to do work that's beyond my uh, aptitude, if you would. But you're going to hear in this week's episode about uh, Becker's Garage and how BJ Becker, he's been a mechanic for 18 years. He ran a shop uh, across town for three years, then started his own business. And he's one of those bosses that truly gets his hands dirty every single day. He has grease on his elbows, on his hands, and he is underneath a car or working on an engine bay constantly. And uh, he definitely keeps his trade and his skills going each and every day, and and I have a lot of respect for the knowledge he's gained as a self-made business owner. And a special shout-out to our friends at Porsche Mechanicsburg. They are working on building that state-of-the-art facility. Be sure to check that out. Obviously, with the situation with COVID-19, it slowed some things down, but they are hoping still to get into that facility here mid-year, and we are excited to be part of their launch and and to be uh, associated with them so as as we all get back to the, our new normal and able to shop for cars be sure to check out porsche mechanicsburg as i know everyone is definitely doing their best through these challenging times and we're thinking of you and know that you're giving all your all and and giving your best to your family speaking of family our family and friends at the aaca museum well they they could use your support however you can whether it be through donations purchasing or renewing museum memberships Maybe it might be purchasing any of their cool merchandise that they have on their online store. Could be participation in their Adopt-A-Car program, whereby you can have your name, your company name, on a placard next to a vehicle on their showroom floor, I should say, on their museum floor. And why not, speaking of Corvettes, purchasing a chance for the Corvette giveaway. Uh, 2020 might look good in your garage if that's of interest to you. You might even want to consider booking a future event. So 
Regardless of what it is, check out the AACAMuseum.org. Okay, today's trivia question. In what year did Saab stop producing vehicles? And to our listeners in Sweden, be sure to catch the closing 15 seconds of the show for something that might make you snicker or even flat out laugh. But please be nice. So, without further ado, let's go talk to BJ Becker. Hello, Cubers. This is Darren, and I am with you today calling my good friend and a uh, fan of the, the Cars of Carlisle podcast, BJ Becker. BJ, thanks for being on today, bud. Thank you, Darren. It's so good to have you. In fact, uh, I've been to the shop a couple times in the last, oh, 60 days or so, but uh, with everything going on in the world, we, we're trying to keep do our part, and we're doing this by Skype. Uh, but we're also talking about me getting the uh, the Z06 back to you for some of that specialty work that you've done for me, and we'll get into that as we talk today. But I just wanted uh, to all my fans and friends out there to let you know that if you live anywhere near the Carlisle area, uh, particularly near Shippensburg or you're down near Hagerstown, Chambersburg, um, Becker's Garage off of Airport Road in Shippensburg is where I take my, my Corvette, and, and I'm... I looked around for a long time to find somebody that I knew knows an LS engine inside, outside, upside down, and backwards. Uh, and uh, Mr. Becker is the, he, my bud. He's the one that does it. So as far as like one-stop engine shop, um, foreign and domestic, I mean, he works on all everything. And I know uh, we can get into that too as we, we talk here, BJ, but I know you've got fleet um, contracts and things. You work with businesses for their, for their diesel and everything else too, correct? Yes, we have about uh, 12, 12 different fleets uh, all around the Shippensburg area, that, uh, and most of them have been with me probably 10-plus years. Okay. So, yeah, very, very blessed to uh, to have them with us because, uh, you know, they uh, they need to keep their vehicles going. That's how they make their living. Uh, you know, we, we keep them on the road. That's important. And I... One thing I, I know that clicked right away for us is when I, I first brought uh, the Corvette to you, you had noticed the, the Jesus sticker in my windshield, and, and I, I've, I've always appreciated the fact that you, know, you are a strong entrepreneur, businessman, but you also you know where your blessings come from and as a God-fearing man, and that, that means something to me. Absolutely. Um, Definitely a, a Christian brother, and I noticed that right away, and we clicked, and uh, that, that truly meant something to me. I just felt the connection uh, the first time I met you, Darren. To be to be honest. Yeah. No, I I knew that I could count on you, and uh, I knew I was in good hands. And uh, there was just that kind of immediate trust, like, hey, um, you know, I'm I'm putting a lot of you know, thought and and money your way, and and I know you you got this. So, uh, you know, this 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 interview is not a commercial, but sincerely. Uh, like everyone who's been on the show and, and guests of, of the Cars of Carlisle podcast, um, to me it's just a giant family and everybody's part of that, that community and, and that family of, of friends and, and people that really love cars, which is a great segue. And I know that my listeners are used to this and, and I always like to know how did someone know that they love vehicles or they like cars and internal combustion engines and and what have you. How far back would you need to go, BJ, to when you get to that point of you just knew you were a car guy. You just liked things that went. Well, to be honest, uh, we, you know, it kind of started. I, I was a kid and had buddies, you know, that did some, you know, was into drag racing and, and other stuff. And 
couple neighborhood uh, buddies of mine were really into it. Their dad had a couple Pro Street uh, vehicles and, you know, this and that. And that's kind of really where it started. And I was uh, born and raised on a, on a small farm and worked on some other local farms and started working on some of the farm equipment, you know, anything from, from tractors to, to balers, you know, whatever broke. You know, I was right there and always wanted to, to be in on fixing it or helping. And that's really where it started. And uh, I think I was... I was probably 12 when I bought my first truck. It was an, uh, an old farm truck in the 70s, uh, early 70s, mm-hmm. and then I ended up buying another one and did a uh, uh, my first small block Chevy. I was probably 14 <laughs> years old and uh, with a little bit of help and uh, converted a, a two-wheel drive truck and, and made it a four-wheel drive. And <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a big project, especially at that age, and working out of a... Uh, you know, kind of a, a small barn. It was a, it was a challenge, but uh, you know, I really enjoyed it, and it was great. I loved it. That's and that's how you really cut your teeth on things. Is just maybe getting into something that's a little over your head, but like anything that stretches us. And once you stretch your skill set beyond where you even imagined, it's really hard to ever go back. And then that probably just launched you into, um, you know, pursuing that. So. From that point of the the uh, the work going from the two wheel drive to the four wheel drive, and you're in the barn and everything, tell us what happened in the years after that. How did how did things start to happen where you knew that you were going to open your own business and become an entrepreneur and that type of thing? Well, I just uh, you know I just really had a love for it, and I like uh, you know really love taking something that is that is broken, you know, not drivable, whether the transmission is is you know not working or the engine, you know. Has been blown up, and it's really not worth a lot at that point. And then, you know, after the repair, you know, you're driving it down the road, and I'm, I'm sure everybody can relate to that. Mm-hmm. It's just a good feeling, mm-hmm. uh, you know, not only for myself, but you know, helping somebody, you know, helping a neighbor or at that time, you know, a buddy or something that we were working on their vehicle, uh, car, truck, whatever it was. And you know, it was kind of interesting as I get into my teenage years. Uh, you know, I was a uh, you know, drag racer and then get into trucks. And uh, at the time, you know, I just, you know, didn't have the money to, to pay somebody to fix it. So, I mean, basically, I just had to teach myself and learn and, and do it. And I uh, learned a lot. And uh, <clears throat> then, uh, you know, as progressed into my early early 20s, I had a lot of good teachers, a couple couple local guys, uh, super, super knowledgeable guys. And I was, I was very blessed to be around three in particular and they uh they taught me a lot and i worked at a, a local shop here in town as a uh, as an apprentice with the the one guy and he ended up leaving and starting his own business and it wasn't um it may have been a month he called me and he said man i i need you you know and i mm. said well you know that's that's fine and we uh Went and worked for him for a while and basically ended up running his shop for about five or six years. And then one day I just I just decided, I thought, you know what, I, I just want to do this for myself, you know. Right, right. That's, and that's what I did, and that's been probably a little over 15 years ago. Good for you, and congratulations, too. We all know that it takes something special to keep a business viable and growing past the five-year anniversary, and, and you've more than tripled that, so well done and and proud of your efforts yep it all it hasn't all been been golden you know a couple couple tough bridges to to cross but uh sure. you know just you wake up in the morning and you got to stand on your feet and you got to go after it because right. it, it won't come to you that's right 
Well, what are some of the things that you have uh, learned just in the in the automotive business? I mean, particularly, I know that uh, you know you work both domestic and foreign and diesel and really from from an engine shop as well as people uh, in the Shippensburg area come to you for oil changes and and regular work and things. But what what is it that you've that really stands out that uh, you may not have appreciated about the automotive industry until you became your own business owner 15 years ago. In, employees is, is, a, is a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just trying to make ends meet, you know, understanding that just because, a, you know, a bill might say a certain number at the bottom, you know, it doesn't mean that's all yours. You know, it's mm-hmm. just what it takes to, to run your shop, you know, bills, insurance, and mm-hmm. And, you know, and employees and just, uh, you know, coming and going and just trust in in your employees, uh, you know, in your clientele. I've really, really tried to build a super good clientele, and I have. I'm very successful. I love all my customers to death. And, you know, I, I truly believe, Darren, sometimes your business is only as good as, as your employees and your clientele. Of course. Uh, it, yeah, exactly. And it's just... I'm very, very blessed. Uh, you know, I'm at this end of town, and I, when I was looking at this location, I actually sat in the parking lot uh, before I moved into this building and watched the traffic, studied the traffic. You know, wanted to see how many cars were going by here. I'm not on the main strip in Shippensburg. I'm a little off the main strip. And, uh, you know, then I decided to move into this building uh, from my first location, which was on Fayette Street. And uh, things had really... Uh, you know, progress from there. Well, again, smart decisions and, and uh, you know, doing essentially what, you know, market analysis and uh, assessing things. And I, th- I can tell you simply said that how you treated me from the very first phone call, let alone first meeting and then bringing the Corvette to you and what have you, I know that you live your word and you, you know, you walk your talk in the sense that uh, even days that I've been at the shop when phone's ringing off the hook and people are coming and going and there's car on the lift, another one ready to come in, just keeping a steady hand, steady, a cool head and always treating everyone like their car is the most important one. And and, and that's in addition to, as you said, all the diesel contracts and, and the fleets and everything else you're managing and maintaining, that alone uh, is highly stressful. So... Uh, kudos to you for, it, you know, I've seen it in action that you really do live your word. Yes, it, it can, I mean, it can be a lot, and I'm sure, you know, I'm not, you know, there's, we're all doing it, and, uh, you know, there's been times where I've had to run this place, you know, by myself for months, not a week, for months, and it's, uh, it's super, super, it's been, it's been challenging at times, at times, and uh, I'll be honest with you, Darren, I just, you know, I, I prayed, and good things have happened. Good things have happened here, and uh, I just think that you know the, the Lord has got me through a lot of those tough times. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's just when I've been down, you know, somebody comes in, you know, maybe a, a big job, and you know, say, hey, you know, I want to put a new engine in this vehicle, and mm-hmm. and pick me right back up and kept me going. And that's what it's all about. I mean, I can look back over the years, you know, and I've had I've had some low points, but I've had some some high points too and it's kind of leveled itself out and it, it keeps you going that's right that's right now that's that's the key part right there it truly is in fact i wanted to tell the uh, the listeners I, I earlier today I, w- I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the work you did on the z06 and with that 427 cubic inch and things 
and I found in some of my receipts that I kept all, all the you know all the paperwork that I've had done on the car and in the one it was going back to an invoice from July and uh, <laughs> BJ wrote right on it you know as far as the mechanics recommendations he wrote two words have fun <laughs> and I thought that was pretty cool yeah I figured you'd like that Darren <laughs> yeah it wasn't lost on me I noticed it right away I sure did um, but yeah, well, I want to talk about some of your favorite projects. I know you've you put uh, you put some monster tra monster cars together that have uh, run the track, the quarter mile, and everything. Um, let's talk about those, and then we can come back around and talk a little bit about the work you did for me last summer. So, what are some of those favorite projects of yours? I know you've got a lot of friends that are still out there burning the quarter mile. Did a uh, one of the more recent uh, was actually before yours, probably. Probably six months before your Corvette came in, I uh, did a, a 70, uh, 74 Nova Supersport for a, a good friend of mine in Delaware, and uh, he had had the car, basically the body restored, painted, and it was a rolling chassis when it came, original rear, and uh, I had a friend of mine do a uh, nine-inch uh, uh, Ford rear for the car, and then we ordered a uh, 400 turbo trans and he we did a, a 406 small block and made it uh with a five tech fuel injection system and the car turned out super super nice the car's built for a thousand horsepower the engine's realistically probably 600 but that's uh it's a handful it's not a real big car and mm. it's uh we actually took it to the ocean city cruise in and had a ton of fun <laughs> uh tried to not get a fine doing it mm. but uh, we had fun i'm sure not uh not a subtle car by the exhaust or anything else. No, no, yeah, it's a it's a handful to drive. That's for sure. <laughs> Not quite the Corvette because it's automatic, but uh, it's a handful. Well, no, and those I'll tell you, those Novas, uh, they're a lot of fun, especially once they've been modded out. I mean, uh, they're a really popular uh, option platform for that. Very cool. And any other. Uh, projects that you wanted to showcase or or uh, share with the listening group not i mean not super recent i mean we've done uh, a lot of trucks uh also you know it's not just cars uh you know we've done some lift kits and uh some suspension upgrades uh you know we do a lot of that a lot of leveling kits uh mm -hmm. you know things like that your, your corvette was probably the next after that the, the big projects you mm -hmm. know yeah yeah because um just probably a good transition to that is uh, maybe the Cubers and the listeners do or don't know. Last May, I, I uh, last April, May time frame, I bought the vet out of New Jersey and uh, had done a lot of research and knew that that year of the 427, which to my knowledge is still the largest small, small largest displacement small block V8 the GM has ever put out. Um, 427 cubic inch but still considered a small block and uh, at 505 factory uh, horsepower it, it's it's decent but I know that some of the concerns were that it was throwing rods and some other things and I had called around and checked around and and very expensive work to be done uh, a lot of people were in six to twelve month uh, backlog and uh, you know, I bought the car to enjoy it not to uh, store it and uh, had and ended up calling the Chevy dealership in Shippensburg, and they had pointed me to Becker's Garage, and that led to my first phone call and talked to BJ. And like I said a little bit earlier in this interview, uh, from the very, very first phone contact, what have you, it was, you know, again, just 
really understanding, uh, talked me through it. And I'm the first to tell you that while I have a father and and uh, uncles and everything else in my family that are engineers and are mechanically gifted, um, I'm better at driving them than wrenching them. And uh, I, I know my limitations. I like to learn and I, I try to do what I can. But uh, you know, BJ was very, very patient with me as the student, essentially, as we walked through what we needed. And I know just breaking down to, okay, well, the, we're, doing, we're replacing the heads. We should do the head bolt set and started to really understand, okay, with the rocker arms. And, and we went you know, part by part by part of how I, I planned to drive the car, what I was going to do with it, uh, how much we should build up the engine, how reinforced things should be. Uh, right down to, you know, you just put a new starter in uh, this spring and the fact that, uh, you know, you recommended going with a, a heavier duty uh, GM uh, OEM. And so we, you're just taking your, your recommendations on things and, and knowing that you're, you're giving me um, suggestions as if the car were yours, which that very much I appreciate. Yeah, well, Darren, I was impressed. Uh, a lot of customers, you know, some people come in and, but, you know, they're not, you know, they're bringing it here to get it fixed because they're not mechanics. And, and some people do research and say, hey, this is what I want. You know, this is what I'd like to have. And I was definitely impressed with your research. You did uh, definitely spent some time, uh, read up, and you knew what you wanted. Uh, you know, you just didn't, didn't have the time, place, uh, you know, not quite the knowledge, you know, to do it yourself. Mm -hmm. And uh, and we basically put our heads together, and you know we both researched some things together, and that's what we decided to do. Uh, you know the set of trick flow heads, and actually sent the uh, rocker assemblies out and mm -hmm. had them uh, uh, put roller bearings and everything in a company uh, do that for us, and then they shipped them back. Uh, so the trick flow heads, the push rods, uh, you know they did make some head gasket trouble, and some people have some trouble with the valve train issues and stuff, especially at higher RPMs. And uh, we basically, you know, you said to me, uh, you know, you wanted to do this, uh, the, the tour you went on, and you didn't want any issues. Uh, what Was it 44,000 miles, 48,000? Uh, as far as what the, what's on the clock? Yeah, what was on the clock yeah, when, when you know, bought it? I think it was, uh, it was 44, 45 when I had the work done, and then I had that 1,600-mile rally trip. Uh, yeah. Days after yep. we basically finished it up, I I put the wrap on as far as all the the sponsor decals and uh, I mean it wasn't out of your shop probably seventy two hours and I was heading north on that trip so yeah. Well, and that's that's goes back to earlier in our conversation, Darren. Honestly, but I mean it's you know feeling good about your work and, and trusting your work and I knew that and that wasn't a uh, you know, it's not a cruising tour. Uh, you know, rally race. I mean, I knew, you know, the car was going to see high RPM. So, and, and I'm very meticulous at, at really anything I do, but especially with that car, you know, everything, you know, torqued right in place, uh, you know, so it would be fine, you know, for the rally race yeah. and in the future. That, that's what was super, super important to me. Absolutely. And that one thing, too, uh, now granted, you know, BJ and I are, are, are really good friends out of all this, but a year ago, we, it was just client and mechanic, you know, but uh, I can tell you that even in the, the short uh, friendship back last, uh, last July when I headed out, um, we, I mean, he would send me a text every day or two while I was up on the road. I had uh, Watkins Glen one day, track day, had uh, run in the quarter mile up in New Hampshire Dragway, and BJ was sending me text messages, how's she running? 
any knocks, everything's sounding good. Are you checking the oil? I, I sent along, you know, some uh, oil with you. Have you have you topped it off? You've been checking the levels, you know. So it was almost like a doctor to his patient kind of thing. And I gotta tell you, um, that's just the that's the level, that's the caliber we're talking about. Because to, to hit to your point, BJ, I mean, I I didn't I I wasn't um, careless, and I in fact I. I did rolling starts in the quarter mile and some other things to, to, to know that the engine had basically been rebuilt from the top up. But, um, you know, I was, I was highly impressed that you were staying in touch throughout that tire trip all the way up to Maine to make sure right. 427 was doing what she was supposed to, singing and running tight. So it's a, it's a personal relationship. I mean, you know, whether somebody comes in here with a, you know, an 03 Chevy Cavalier and wants a, you know, head gasket or even brakes, I'm a firm believer in people like dealing with who is working on their vehicle. Mm-hmm. And I've just had some other situations, you know, where someone comes in and says, well, you know, I was, you know, there. And, you know, I just didn't know who was working on my vehicle. I mean, when you come here, you know, when you enter my shop, you usually talk to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's who's doing the work on your vehicle. And it's like, a, you know, it's a, it's a personal relationship. And, you know, I care about everyone that comes through that door, it you know, no matter what the, you know, the caliber of job it is or the level of job, mm-hmm. you know, it's about, you know, making sure that person's happy, uh, you know, the job is quality repair, you know, and it's about the customer, you know, and, and I want them to come back. So. Well, it, it shows and, and um, by no means am I, you know, this is a commercial thing, but I, I do believe in, in this podcast with something that's very important to me is, is helping fellow business owners, uh, fellow car enthusiasts, those that are in the hobby, the industry. And to me, it is a giant family. And I, I, I give without any expectation. And, uh, you know, for me to say these kind words about my, my mechanic and my friend, it's just what's in my heart. And, and I, I believe in it. And I, I do really feel that, uh, and everything you do, BJ. I mean, every every customer that comes in and goes out, they know that uh, you've put your heart into it. You've given your full attention to it. And I mean, after all the years of you've been in this industry, I mean, some some downright skill. And it doesn't matter, like you said, if it, the job's on a two-year-old car uh, that's just a family cruiser, or if it's something that's ripping an eleven-second quarter mile. I mean, you. Uh, you really do care, and that shows. Yeah, and it's it's a good feeling. What you said earlier in our conversation, uh, you know, the the local Chevy dealer, uh, you know, it sent you here. I mean, that's a pretty big milestone for me. Mm-hmm. You know, going from you know fifteen years, fifteen eighteen years ago, you know, in a one bay shop, I had one lift. Started out with a, a small Craftsman toolbox that somebody gave me. A good friend of mine uh, gave me a parts washer, and I basically, I think, I had one set of jack stands. Uh, you know, and now I'm probably somewhere, you know, $150,000 in tools. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I have two lifts, a truck lift. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's a big milestone. And, and the Chevy dealer, you know, could have sent you anywhere. Yeah. And they sent you, and they sent you here. So that, that means a lot to me. It, it does. really does. It, it should. It really uh, should. And I, and I talked to the service manager and I said what I wanted to get done. And they just said, eh, yeah, we could do that. But we, we know of a guy that's particularly known for being extremely good with uh, Chevy LS engines you ought to give them a call and I'm glad I did quite honestly it it, uh, it was a game changer for me and that that has that definitely has rolled over uh, actually in particular just two weeks ago we actually had a uh, 
he's a, a, a local state trooper and he had had a suburban and had a noise in the uh and you know in the engine it was a flex fuel five three and i knew as soon as i heard it, it had a stuck lifter you know the guy you know we, we priced him out a new jasper engine he didn't want to go that way uh you know basically we're, we're going to redo the, the top half of the engine he didn't really want to go that way and i told him uh i said you know we do have one other thing we can try and some of those flex fuel engines the, the lifters will actually the active fuel management uh will stick and you can get them unstuck there's a process to it but they you can get them unstuck and then with uh they actually make an uh an afm uh that plugs into the obd2 that does away with that and, and he was super lucky and instead of spending six thousand you know he spent you know a small fraction of that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh it, it fixed it yep that's, runs great that, and that's got to be a good feeling for him but especially for you too that you you heard it you diagnosed it you diagnosed it accurately um now granted it could have gone the other way maybe mechanically it it wasn't going to be one of the eligible candidates to for the repair but it ended up working out and uh, in in support of one of our first responders, it it helped his budget and everybody won. So that's that's amazing. Absolutely, yep. He was super super happy, especially when he got the, you know, got the bill, and that's where you know he was at. I mean, the, you know, suburban had you know one hundred eighty thousand miles on yeah. it. You know, I mean, you know, that's a lot of money to put a new engine in, and I understood that. Sure. And gave him a couple options, and uh, you know, we went with the. The option we did, and it worked out in good to his favor, and, you know, he's down the road and another happy customer. That's great. Well, yep. I wanted to, uh, I've been asking for a while, I wanted you to come on the show, and I know that, uh, A, you're extremely busy, and, and B, uh, it's not the it's not the easiest thing to stop what you're doing and, and uh, you know, give up a half hour or so to do this kind of thing, and I know that's... Uh, it's about five five forty five five fifty on a on a Tuesday here on the East Coast, and the shop is relatively closed up for the business day. And I, I really appreciate that. Anything else that you'd like to share? You know, bearing in mind, like we talked, that the listeners are certainly all over Carlisle, Cumberland County, the Greater Cumberland Valley, uh, up and down the Mid Atlantic. We've got friends and and fans on the West Coast and everywhere in between, and then. In countries like uh, Spain, Portugal, France, Germany—I mean, so all over—but anything that you'd want to share with uh, anyone a mile away or ten thousand miles away, uh, Darren. For one, I just want to say I think you're a, you're an awesome person, and I've liked you from the day one we met. Uh, we definitely share, you know, the, the you know we're brothers in Christ. And with that being said, uh, first of all. Because I know what you know that uh, God has done for me mm -hmm. and throughout my life and in my business, I would just like to say you know I want to pray for everybody out there in these crippling times. Mm -hmm. I mean it's just terrible. I mean people's lives have been changed, turned upside down. You know some people not working financially. You know health and just want to pray for for everybody listening and beyond and just hope that uh, you know we're we're all going to come out of this okay and. Uh, and that uh you know i just feel i mean we've been uh we, we've we've actually been busy over the last uh, few weeks and i'm just super blessed with that and you'd ask me to come on you know and speak with you on on the, the podcast and at first i'll be honest i was a little nervous and i just you know i thought it'd be good uh you know just to to reach out to everybody and, and let them know what's going on and 
you know, just want to pray over everybody and hope that everybody's safe and, uh, you know, we, we'll get through this all together. Now, I, I think you, you said it best, and uh, this, is, this show is about the people. Um, I know you've been listening for a little while, and, and anyone that's been uh, part of any of these 102, 103, 104 episodes know that the, in the, the tagline as far as uh, car community, car culture, it's the community, it's the people that are listening, it's the people that are out there, people, friends we haven't met yet. Uh, that's what I really care about. And I know that as a businessman, that's obviously what you care about. It shows in your clientele. And, and um, I think you, you had the very best uh, summing up right there, BJ. It's just the fact of thoughts and prayers to everybody. And no one is untouched by this. And if nothing else, it, it makes us realize that everybody on this planet um, is part of creation. And we got to stick together however we can, best we can. Absolutely. And, you know, just to reach out to, to anybody, uh, you know, I'm at 89 Airport Road in Shippensburg. Uh, you can find me. Uh, I'll be here. Anybody, you know, needs anything done, I'll be glad to help, give you an estimate, uh, anything we can do for you. Outstanding. Well, I, I smile every time I go out to the garage and I pull the cover back um, to, to fire up the Z06 to let her warm up and run or... Uh, you know, right now it's not a lot. There's really no cruising. It's just a matter of going out and turning the engine over every weekend. But uh, I smile every time because just to let you guys know, this is kind of my my final uh, comment. Is uh, BJ is the kind of guy that does go that 110 percent and goes the the extra mile. And and what I mean by that is, after all the you know all the work done on the engine and what have you. He had made a point to buy a car cover and keep it over the Corvette the entire time it was being worked on, so no dust and any rub anybody you know near it or anything. And uh, as I picked it up, he said, "Why don't you just keep that car cover?" So I mean, it's it's things like that that there's no single time that I don't pull that cover back that I think about my friend and uh, appreciate all the all the good things you did. We. Uh... It uh, it was definitely wrapped up uh, when it was in here in the shop. I wanted to make sure that nothing you know nothing happened to it. Yeah. It's a beautiful car. I know you love it, and uh, and I love it. It's a great. It's a, it's a it's an awesome car to drive. And it was actually covered up here in the shop, and there was probably two or three people you know <laughs> that had come through, and you know they were trying to figure out what they couldn't even figure out. We had so many blankets <laughs> over that car, they they couldn't even figure out uh, you know what 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 kind of car was under it. And I said, you know. <laughs> we were keeping it safe. That's well, you did just that, and and, yep. and every yep. time it was a lot of lot of fun. I enjoyed the job. Yeah, every t- every time it's there for whatever work, you know, anything being done, um, I know that it's sort of like at, at its second home, and it's in, in in as good a shape and condition and care as I could give it. So that that's a great feeling. Absolutely. Well, BJ, God bless you and your family, your clients, and, and everyone in your world. Uh, we'll certainly be in touch. In fact, I know that you and I are pricing out that uh, Posi Lube and some other things uh, to get the Z06 yep. back to you. But uh, I really do appreciate you. Um, I know you're going to be late getting home for dinner and everything, but thank you for giving time to the show and to the, the friends of, uh, of Cars of Carlisle. Really appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate uh, on the show, and it's uh, like you said, I, you know, earlier we were talking before uh, 
earlier today, and uh, you know, you mentioned my, my help in the office, and I, I'll tell you, my office manager, he is a, just a blessing, man. He does a yeah. wonderful job, and I don't know, uh, you know, some days where I would be, you know, without him, and the guy came, he was uh, supposed to be here part-time, and the guy works 43 hours a week, and uh, I mean, he is just a wonderful, wonderful person, and he helps me out, and right now, it actually just is me and him, and uh, we, uh, it's like clockwork. You know, if I'm thinking it, he, he sometimes he's doing it, and that is priceless. You can't put mm. a price on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if I'm thinking about what needs done next or whatever, and he's reaching for keys, I mean, it's just mm-hmm. so. You know, over the last few weeks, I mean, he could have been, he could have uh, you know said, hey, you know, I just I don't feel comfortable working. Uh, you know, throughout all this, we've been you know wiping doors down and, and counters down and cars down and keys down, and mm-hmm. and he has been with me a hundred percent. Mm-hmm. from the beginning and uh man he is just a he is definitely a blessing well a big shout out to roland um yep. he, he makes me feel uh whenever i call in or stop in he's an ex- he's an exceptional e- extension of your professionalism and uh couldn't agree more he's a an outstanding guy yep thanks darren i appreciate it yep he's a he's definitely a keeper for sure yep it is well, I'll let you get home to dinner. Thank you so much. And uh, again, if you are anywhere in the Cumberland Valley area and uh, you need a mechanic that you can trust, check out Becker's Garage, 89 Airport Road, Chickensworth. Darren, thank you, and you have a good evening, and God bless you all. All right. God bless, brother. Hey, take care. Take care. All right. Welcome back to Studio A. Thank you, BJ Becker. Appreciate you giving your time and energy at the end of a long workday and that Skype interview. I uh, can't wait till we can get back out moving around and uh, to hang out with you at the shop okay so i had talked to you about us working on a form of an online virtual car show we've been scott and i and and, uh, some other friends and and uh, uh, strategic alliance partners have been working on something so that will have some more details for you i keep teasing it up but trust me we're putting some effort into that the cars of carlisle team is uh, hard at work with uh, some two other businesses that you know about through uh this show and we're excited to uh, share more here in the next week or two but that event itself will be happening over the memorial day weekend and i can guarantee it's going to be a blast so stay tuned Uh, upcoming guests i want to mention too we have a lot of great things on the board here in the studio of guests that are coming up we're going to have a hollywood actress that is in support of electric vehicles and alternative fuel vehicles so That'll be coming up very shortly. A TV car show personality from down under in Australia. Just had that interview an evening this week by Skype, so we'll have that uh, very, very shortly. Uh, a BMW fan from Dallas, Texas that has built a garage that you could I could probably put three of my garages inside his garage. And even some folks you will probably know from the Dukes of Hazard. So there's a lot of things happening. Even though we don't have the car show season really up to full RPMs just yet, and I know we're all all itching for that no matter where we are in the world, we are doing our best to pull together some content. And I want to say a big thank you to everybody on my team for a lot of hard work, a lot of late hours, and they're all making it happen. Okay, that trivia question, it needs an answer. I had posed earlier, what year did Saab stop producing vehicles? The answer is 2011. So Saab ceased production in April of that year, and after six decades of building cars, they did close down production in 2011. So Saab AB was founded in 1945. Production started around uh, in full around 1947 in in Sweden, and then carried through right up to the spring of 2011. 
Well, each week, you know, this just for a run here, especially as we're all facing the pandemic and coming together as a global community, it's been important that we try to uh, show our solidarity. And with that, we've been looking at our statistics and following where we've had most of our downloads and our biggest fan base and trying to give uh, credit to those countries outside the U.S. doing just that. So this week, obviously with the Saab uh, trivia question, we want to thank our friends and fans from Sweden. And with that, I'll do my very best to close the show with a bit of really rough Swedish, so hang in there. So until next week, when you join us again on a new road trip, I will say, Shebra, Varbra, Tahandoe, Helva. Or, drive well, be well, take care.